ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 96 of the Whatever Show. 96? 96. Four 96 more of these, these and we're things? like a centennial thingy. I mean, technically, we've already done more because we've done some roundtable specials and things have, like that. We have. We um, have. Technically, we probably passed our 100th episode like four or five ago. And uh, we're just not going to count that, though, because it doesn't have a number next to it and it's not as, as satisfying. Uh, what we do have for you this week, though, that, that is was, that very was, satisfying. That bonus content. Bonus content. Right. We've got some bonus content this evening as well. Uh, because that's what we're calling all of our content. It's all a bonus. Um, we have uh, uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. We're gonna we're gonna you know brief update on current events. I think we'll keep that short, like we always do. Um, we've got some um, some deaths in in our nerd sphere, which are uh, rough. And I'm sorry, but we're gonna tell you about them. Uh, DC news, cool stuff. Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman two. That's the thing, apparently. Uh, not surprising, but it it is. Um, we've got uh, a little bit of rumors out of uh, Man of Steel 2 and what a Matthew Vaughn directed Man of Steel 2 might be like. Um, in the Marvel side of things, uh, lots of stuff. Uh, X-Men and Fantastic Four coming back under the Marvel banner. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, got Captain Marvel news. We got Jessica Jones season two stuff. The Punisher trailer came out this week. Did you watch that yet? No, I watched it. I oh, dude, probably should. We got it. We yeah, at some point on a beer break or something, you're gonna have to check it out. Um, Inhumans, uh, not fair. No, and I so I don't think we actually well, we'll get in trouble for just playing that on the show. Could we? I think maybe we can. I don't Cause, know because we're gonna actively discuss it. Not to mention it's it's not like anybody's gonna care that we're pimping their shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they will though. Netflix will send us like a strongly worded letter. That actually happened. I could. I, well, we'll come back to it when we get there. Um, and a whole bunch of other stuff. We've got Hellboy news. Terminator. Wait, we got a strongly worded letter. No, uh, oh. we could though, because Netflix is lawyers. Uh, strongly worded, but adorable. Um, <laughs> like I said, we'll come back to it. Uh, Terminator stuff. We got lots of Terminator stuff actually. Uh, Lindelof Watchmen on HBO. That's that's coming. Uh, we've got a Stargate. We got a Stargate link this week. I'm really excited to have a Stargate link. We're going to talk about the new uh, Seth MacFarlane, The Orville. Uh, don't call it Star Trek, The Orville. Uh, we're going to talk about that show a little bit. And music. Uh, don't get music news very often, but we're going to talk about the new Foo Fighters record. And if there's time, we might even talk a uh, little Secret Empire. We, yeah, we might get there. If I don't there's know. Time. We'll see. We got a lot. Of, we got a lot going on. Uh, hang on. I, I think this is going to be a good episode. I said I, I always think that. No, they're always crap. So sorry. Yeah, but that last one we pumped out was actually really good. Yeah. Although it's like half the length this is going to be. It is. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it, it's it's it is about length and you know not not girth length. The last one with girth girth. We're trying to come at See, you both ways. That's the thing is I think this one is like lengthy and girthy. Like pretty much after you listen to this, you're going to feel pretty hollowed out. Yeah, you're not going to go. Might back. not walk the yeah. same. Um. All right, stick around. All right, so let's open it up with our um, ever-continuing uh, political <laughs> segment. Uh, and we talked about this last week. We were joking about how, um, you know, how the hell did we turn into a political podcast? And it turns out it's because this is doing it to pretty much everybody. Namely, uh, in this week, uh, this news, we have the weirdest thing. We have the author uh, and current sitting senator of the, um, you know, one part of the Graham Cassidy uh, bill author. So that's uh, Bill Cassidy, I believe. Something. What the fuck ever? Uh, some asshole who's trying to take away healthcare from everybody and just lying through his fucking teeth about it. And then on the other side, we've got late night talk show host Jimmy Kimmel. Okay, so yeah, remember remember on the campaign trail when our illustrious president was like, "Repeal and replace." It's easy. Oh yeah, everybody was. Except for now, everybody and their dog. And and this is before we even get to Kimmel. Like everybody in in Congress right now is just like, well, I don't know. 
Like, even Rand Paul can't get behind this. See, so here's the thing. Um, Republicans, um, uh, they're like the dog chasing the car, and they finally caught the car, and they don't know what the fuck to do with it. Uh, what they do know is that everybody's increasingly staring at them, holding this fucking car, looking at them, knowing that they don't know what the fuck to do with it, uh, and, and waiting for them to do anything. And so I think at this point, the, the strategy for Republicans is try not to look inept, instead look horribly stupid. Uh, uh, so they're trying to pass pretty much fucking anything at this point. Um, uh, so why is there any Republican backing at all behind this, especially given that it's gonna gut primarily Republican Republican states. Uh, I think it's just because they have to, they want to do something. They want to, they've been running for the last seven years saying we got to repeal all this Obamacare crap. And oh my gosh, if we were in charge, we wouldn't have Obamacare. And this is such a bad system for America. And now they've got it. Now they've caught the fucking car. The dog caught the car, except for they don't know how to drive the fucking thing. So they're just standing there in the road with their dicks in their hands, trying to pretend like they know what they're doing. Rand Paul, who like six months ago, seemingly would have done whatever he could have to get Obamacare gone. See, that's the other thing, too. Won't like, even buy into this piece of shit. McCain. McCain's like, well, fuck you. And then Trump, Trump, Trump has the audacity dude, to go after McCain for not supporting the bill. And McCain's I, like, fuck you, I have brain cancer. Yeah, I was just going to say, I fucking I hate, I hate saying this, but I like dying McCain. Uh, living McCain, regular old McCain, he's kind of a dick because he goes out and he says the right thing and then he votes against it every time he'd go out and say, yeah. this Graham Cassidy bill is a piece of shit and then he'd go fucking vote for it. But now that he's dying, he's like, I got no more fucks left to give so I'm going to vote the right way. I'm going to vote in a way that, who gives a shit if it's political suicide? Because it's the right thing to do. McCain, I wish you would have had the same testicles for the last fucking 20 years because it would have really probably changed the course of American politics. But whatever. I, I, I can't come down on McCain, uh, like a ton of bricks for like the entire last 20 years because the thing about McCain is he has actually kind of stood his ground to the Republicans a few times over the course of his career. Not a, not a ton, but he's been more of a moderate Republican than what we've got now See, with but I, I, Tea Party bullshit. You know, I don't even think that's entirely fair though. I think McCain it talks like a moderate Republican. I think he just fucking quacks right along with the rest of the ducks when he votes for whatever uh, piece of shit bill that's in front of him. Several years until the last has voted year or two. step with the party, which yeah. has been detrimental to, to policy, but, um, historically he's not always done that um uh, don't get me wrong i'm not being a republican apologist or anything like that it just mccain isn't definitely probably the worst one of the bunch so i don't want to i don't want to necessarily treat him like that oh that's a perfect way to actually segue to our next topic speaking of the worst one of the bunch um and you didn't talk about kimmel yet Oh, I didn't. Well, I'll, I'll put a, so the thing is, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Um, Kimmel, um, over the course of two different nights, uh, talked about Graham Cassidy, the bill on, in the monologue. He is very forthright. He is, um, almost unequivocally factual. Uh, so there's a lot of times when celebrities talk about stuff and they either don't know what they're talking about or they just outright lie because they want to spin it a particular way. This is not one of those cases. Uh, independent studies will back him up in what he's saying, which they have to since we're not going to get a CBO on this because they're trying to ram it through with no lube as fast as they possibly can. Uh, before the the party girl, which is America in this case, wakes up and realizes she's just been raped. Uh, they're trying to do that pretty much as quickly as possible. So um, they, we're not getting a CBO. What we have had is tons of independent studies uh, basically outlining the effects of uh, Graham Cassidy. And it's, it's all bad. It is pretty much universally bad. Uh, everybody is against it. And when I say everybody, I literally mean just about everybody. Doctors, nurses, the associated, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, associations. Sorry, that's a dumb fucking way to say that. But, um, the, you know, like the, the, um, 
medical board, etc. Everybody. You know who else is against it? Like the, the AMA? In, the insurance. That's the one. The insurance <laughs> The insurance companies are against it. Fucking Blue Cross Blue Shield came out and said, nope, this is bad. This well, is going to be bad for us. Your premiums are going to go up. Dude, uh, it, it fucking cuts their, their profit margins like crazy it doesn't cut their profit market margins what well, it does what, what the only thing well it may cut their profit margins in the long term in the worst way because i know no, i have no love for the insurance companies and if they all died tomorrow i wouldn't shed a single sure. tear but the way that it cuts their profit margins is just because nobody's going to be able to fucking afford insurance the only way that obamacare works is because there's the uh mandate the the um single mandate so you have to buy insurance uh healthy people being in insurance uh, um is the only way that they can afford to do things like cover pre-existing conditions graham cassidy cuts that uh, which means that there's a very likely high likelihood that insurance rates are going to go so high that people aren't going to be able to afford them especially because it doesn't project pre-existing conditions it doesn't protect pregnancy it doesn't pr- protect um prenatal care it doesn't protect any of the number of things that you would just expect that like you don't even realize we're still debating anymore um yeah here's the thing guys obamacare um or the affordable care act as i like to call it uh, oh no we got to get that fucking obamacare out of here but don't touch my aca is not a perfect plan no don't get me wrong nobody including obama himself will say it's not perfect there's flaws but the thing is is when you have something that has a flaw um you just have to actually fix what's wrong with it. You don't actually have to just get rid of it because somebody that you didn't like put it in place. The you, And I'm sorry. Okay, no Republicans voted on it. I get it. But the Democrats had the majority. They didn't need the Republicans to vote on it. Boo-hoo. That's how... That's, Are you sure about that? Yeah. Because whether or not the Republicans actually voted for it, there was a humongous process leading up to Obamacare being passed. There that was. had tons and tons of concessions. There uh, was. Uh, there was absolutely a <laughs> lot of concessions made, but none of them voted for it. Um, here's the thing, though. It, it just needs to be fixed in a couple of different ways. Me personally, I don't like the you must carry insurance or we fine you at the end of the year. I think that's stupid. Like, well, unfortunately, that's the only way it works. Like, if you get rid of that, you have to get rid of the coverage for pre-existing conditions or not denying people a bit based on that because the that's the problem with Graham Cassidy. It doesn't subsidize enough. That's the only way insurance works that way is by subsidizing through healthy people being covered. It's it's a lot like the school lunch program where it's like we give the kids free lunches, but only if they take you know three vegetables when they come through the the lunch line and whatnot um but it's the way they do it is so fucking wasteful because it's like okay well you have to take this food but if you haven't touched it and you don't want it just go put it on this table over there and then somebody else can have it kind of a thing but at the end of the day most of it gets scraped into the garbage you know what i mean Um, a piece of that just fell out into your hand and that's probably what's causing the the problem interesting that's this that's ceramic i think no, don't mind me, folks. I'm just taking apart my microphone. Um, my other microphone. Different obviously. microphone. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just foam. Is that is that all yeah. that is? Yeah. Oh well. Okay. I guess that'll be an interesting project for me tomorrow. Um. <laughs> so anyway, the the thing is, the the Graham Cassidy's dog shit. Kimmel. Uh, I'll put some links in the show notes, but he just goes through very factually about what exactly makes this bill dog shit, and it's very eye opening. Uh, because on the other hand, you have a Republican senator just outright lying. This is no longer like a like 
difference in opinion it's like no literally everybody who's looked at this bill can see that you're lying you are not telling the truth there's no possible when they say like we're just redistributing money from obamacare that's factually incorrect the first thing it does is take it's the mic 215 billion dollars off the top uh so you can't be redistributing when you're automatically cutting 215 billion fucking dollars meanwhile Crazy old Bernie is uh, starting to get traction with his Medicare for all bill. So, you know, we got that going for us. Yeah, hopefully. Um, which, you know, this is another unfortunate thing because I think that the timing on this Medicare for all thing is bad uh, um, because I think that it's going to set up some sort of false equivalence between this. Uh, like it's going to set up a false dichotomy. Like you have to go one or the other. We have to either go full single pair or we have to go uh, Graham Cassidy. And they're both wrong. Uh, I mean, the the short is, you know, like the, the, the moderate solution right now would just be not to fucking touch Obamacare. Or make some small amendments to uh, um, improve some certain aspects of it. That's uh, the thing is I have actually a lot of conservative friends, though, and even my conservative friends are starting to like see that there might be some truth to the single payer system. Um, well, I, I mean, I, I, I think don't at believe... some point they probably are worried about dying. So that that might be, you know, probably. Yeah, and, and whether or not there's flaws with Medicare uh, is, is a different topic for a different day. But at the same time, like, I think <laughs> Medicare for all actually is kind of the perfect solution to the Obamacare uh, dude, we're like the last major first world country that does not have a uh, single payer uh, available. It, so it, it's, it, that, that's enough of a, evidence for me. I think it's crazy because if you if you take the amount of money that the UK spends on healthcare for their single payer system, if you do the math and figure out the United States population versus the UK and you adjust accordingly, the United States already pays more for healthcare. Oh yeah, we, would cost we, we have one of the most expensive healthcare systems in the world. Now, now I'll grant you that the UK system isn't necessarily perfect either. There's definitely uh, flaws there, but I mean, Canada's got a pretty good thing going right now. Uh, Finland's got a pretty good thing going right now. <laughs> there's yeah, there's ample places to look for inspiration. Anyway, yeah. um, let's let's move on from healthcare and let's talk uh, about somebody um, who's already dead. Yeah. Um, and Coulter, everybody. And Coulter. Everybody's favorite, that lovable scamp. Um, Shambling corpse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even she's talking about impeaching Donald Trump uh, this week uh, after... This was actually last week. Last this week. Was... This is true. Last week after he uh, made to, made a deal with the Democrats. I think yeah, we actually talked about that on one of our... concessions that he, he made with uh, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi yeah. regarding the Dreamers. Yep. I like this one. I like it. I like it a lot because pretty soon, absolutely fucking nobody is going to like Donald Trump. It's almost getting that way now. I mean, 30% approval ratings in, in the first six months of your presidency, you know, pretty much nobody likes you except for your diehards, which were the only people who ever really liked you to begin with. So, But they're now burning their MAGA hats. Yep. That's uh, next link in the story. Angry Trump supporters are bur- burning the MAGA hats. I, I guess I guess they were like, and eh, let's just make America whatever again. This is this is this is hard for me because I really wanted to get a a, a MAGA hat and wear it on Halloween, but then my wife was like, "Well, no, because if you spend any money on that, it's probably going to go, you know, to the Republican Party or 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 to Trump yep. somehow." And I'm like, "Yeah, but can I just like buy one from a 
redneck before he burns it like isn't that <laughs> see i like this one because this this you know the 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 whole don't call us racist racist party of america just basically doing the most racist shit possible this whole thing they're burning the maga hats over uh donald trump possibly making concessions on immigration namely daca and the dreamers uh and so they're burning their hats because that was the real issue to begin with they just don't like brown people i would say that china's already making knockoff maga hats but i think that's probably where they're made to begin with so oh i'm sure they are America first, everybody made in China. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shall we move on? Uh, you want to talk about some real dead people now? Uh, yeah, let's do it. I mean, um, Ann Coulter's mostly dead, I guess, but... I mean, she's still walking around. I mean, I just think she hasn't figured out she died. I don't think so. I think, like, it, when she gets her checkup, uh, like, one of these days, the doctor's going to hear a faint thump uh, through the stethoscope, and he's going to be like, what the fuck? I haven't heard that for 20 years. And then he's going to be like, oh, never mind. I, I accidentally set it on the chair. Seriously? She looks like Skeletor with really tiny, saggy tits. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if she starts carrying around a ram's head staff, don't say I didn't warn you. That's all I'm saying. Well, and, and you know, um, trying to steal the, the sort of power, you know. I'll get you, He-Man! Yeah. <laughs> And you too. Uh, what was the other one? What was the, the cat? What was the cat's name? Uh, Battle Cat. Yeah, Battle Cat. Is it Battle? Well, cat? it was Cringer when he's not. Battle yeah, Cringer, cat, Cringer. There you go, Cringer. Cat. All right, so let's move on to some. Uh, I don't know if the, the, is it more depressing. It's probably more depressing. It just the the politics are so depressing. Um, Lynn Wayne, I, I had the stupid question. <laughs> uh, so if you're reading this at home or you're listening at home, uh, probably you are. Um, you're like, who's that guy? It turns out he's the creator of some fan favorite uh, comic book characters, uh, most notably Wolverine. He is he is the Wolverine daddy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, also responsible for Swamp Thing, co-creator of Nightcrawler, Storm, and Colossus. Um, he was additionally the editor for uh, and. Editor for writer Alan Moore and illustrator Dave Gibbons' influential miniseries Watchmen. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, Alan Moore um, also took a lot of inspiration from him when he took over Swamp Thing and did the whole saga of the Swamp Thing uh, series, which is goddamn amazing. I've talked about it on the podcast before. Um, uh, it's the just. This is one of those things that if you're a comic book nerd and you grew up in the 90s, like you read something that Lin Wein had his hand in creating. He's, um, he, he kind of did for Marvel, um, what Marvel Wolfman did for DC in a lot of ways. Which is funny because they work together. I was just reading through and it says yeah. eventually DC hired, uh, hired both Wolfman and Wayne, uh, Wayne, 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 sorry, Lin Wein. as, uh, freelance writers. Yeah. Cool. So, um, he is definitely going to be one of those that's, uh, that's missed for a long time to come. Um, uh, I I really wish Wolverine proper was alive in the in the current Marvel Comics continuity instead of it being Old Man Logan or uh, yeah, so do I. or or uh um X23 just specifically because um whoever was writing the Wolverine book probably would have done something pretty badass. I feel bad for not putting a link in the notes, but I did hear a rumor that the, uh, somebody was talking about how with uh, upcoming Marvel books, we may see the return of some familiar faces. I'm hoping. Um, some speculation was around the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Hulk, uh, I've heard. Hulk was one. Um, I don't think the Hulk stays dead for long. I'm actually surprised at how long Wolverine has stayed dead. So uh, I think maybe with the death of uh, um, Foxes, you know, Logan, that we get back... Uh, Wolverine. I think that's a big possibility. Uh, somebody was saying that it also may lead to the return of uh, adult Jean Grey. Um, so we'll see. 
That'd um, be weird. Jean actually, Grey they just did, they Grey. just published a Jean Grey um, Phoenix Generations number one book that had the two of them uh, doing some stuff side by side. Wow, cool. that was pretty cool. Uh, the Generations books are actually really badass. Did, um, did Scott Summers walk by and he's like, "I had this dream for so long." <laughs> uh, no, no, not no. really. Um, okay, but uh, yeah, no. This is this is this is a big a big deal for anybody who, like I said, who read comic books throughout the the late 80s early 90s i mean i even if you didn't it's a big deal i mean we're talking about the guy that created the motherfucking wolverine so um you know th- there's not much if you had one of those if you had one of those successes in your lifetime i think that's a pretty big fucking deal um but you know co-creator nightcrawler swamp thing uh, a creator of swamp thing um being a part of Watchmen, just i'm mm-hmm. sure i could keep going and there's probably tons and tons of credits in there that are just mind-blowing but um just suffice it to say, uh, very, very influential. Um, and there's, you know, so much to draw from, you know, his work in what we see on the screen, even, uh, much less comic books these days. Um, it can't really be understated. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, um, we had another, a, a death in the wrestling community. Um, obviously if you, if you grew up in the eighties, um, or nineties, early nineties, <clears throat> Uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, you probably knew him more more notably as a manager, uh, a heel manager for uh, people like Andre the Giant. Um, yep. he he's one of the most memorable voices. It's funny because I didn't recognize him, but I I I, uh, I didn't recognize the name, but now I immediately recognize the yeah. face, even though I was not really. I mean, I caught the occasional, you know, and everybody knew who Hulk Hogan or Randy Savage were, but yeah. Uh, uh, now he did he did wrestle early in his career, but he had a terrible neck injury, and so he wasn't able to continue wrestling for for very long. But uh, you know he he did he did his thing as a manager. Like I said, probably that's the most influential thing he did. I actually was really familiar with him because growing up um, as a teenager watching WCW Monday Nitro, he was he was a play by player color commentary guy on, oh, cool. on Monday Nitro for quite a while as well. Um, unfortunately, he had uh, cancer um in his in his mouth and tongue and he ended up having to actually have his jaw removed uh Shit. later on in, in his life uh to try and, and battle it but uh uh he battled a long time but it it won finally um he was 72 this and guys this pisses me off if you're a media outlet or anything like that do some fucking math and and actually get the age right he would have been 73 had he made it to november 1 but as it is he he was 72 not 73 Eight out of the ten news articles that I read about this had him listed as seventy-three. Wow, which Jesus! Is fucking terrible when you think about it. Can we not afford fact-checking anymore? Yeah, I mean, obviously we can't because Trump's president, and, and uh, yeah, and we're yeah, like we live in a world where if we just say it enough, maybe it's true. But yeah, um, I mean, we're talking about somebody who died. Like the very least you could fucking do is get a couple of the facts right about how old they were. I mean, when they well, died, Google could have helped you with that one. I think Google will literally, if you just put in a date, it'll tell you how long ago it was. Yeah. It's very simple. Yeah. Okay. Or, or just math. Well, I mean, yeah. math works. Math, math is possible. I think, um, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to teach them all, you know, like the core math bullshit. So, uh, definitely, definitely Bobby, the brain, Heenan uh, will be missed, uh, among the wrestling community. He hasn't been active in a long time. Um, as far as being on screen, especially, um, I think the last notable time that he did much of anything was at WrestleMania 17 back in 2001. He came out and um, announced uh, the gimmick battle royal with me and Gene Okerlund. Oh, cool. So, um, 
that's a fun one to watch too if you if you just want to watch something for nostalgia's sake but um yeah he's he's uh that's a big one for the wrestling world to 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 lose so yeah uh okay well i'm anxious to see matt fall off his ball so we're gonna take a break we're gonna go grab another beer and then we're gonna talk some dc yeah so yeah, Matt's sitting on one of those ball things, and, and so ball. we were joking at the beginning of the show that uh, as we get further into the show, we're going to get more beers in, and then it's just a matter of time before he just falls off the ball. Yeah, like I already really don't have a balance. Yeah, and and you know, at, at the point, I actually thought really hard about just leaving it and being like making fall off the ball, making that like a new phrase we say, just like you know, he he really uh, screwed the pooch, really fell off the ball. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll stick around. We'll see. Uh, maybe I'll really fall off the ball. Um, so dc we got some cool stuff in dc this week hold on hold on i'm before we jump into dc this is a piece of trivia that you might not know about okay um so everybody everybody knows that uh in the world of star trek the next generation like things don't start to get better for that show until Riker grows a beard yeah it's called growing the beard on tv trips yeah, I did not know that. I found this out recently. So, whereas the Fonzie jumping the shark you is when... You piece of shit, I named, a, I named one of our episodes that. Yeah, you should have probably explained that to me, because I was listening <laughs> You're just to just some... like, oh, that makes sense, I guess, whatever. I was listening to an unnamed podcast about Star Trek, and <clears throat> and and uh, it was actually, I heard a, a, a clip of an interview with Frakes, and he was talking about that, and I was like, holy shit, so this is like, that's the opposite of jumping the shark. Like, it's, yeah. it's growing yeah, you grow in the beard, yeah. So uh, as you do, um, even though technically that show was actually still complete shit until season three, and it was actually the change in the uniforms when that show got better. But yeah, still. we were talking about that uh, last week because I always assume, I, I always remember that he grew the beard in season three, but it's actually the later part of season two. No, he episode one of season two he had a beard. No fucking way. Yeah, he really? showed up. He showed up after the break. Um, and it was an extended break because there was a writer strike toward the end of season one. Yeah, and so they didn't actually start. Um, and shooting until later, like I think episode one of season two didn't come out until November of that year. So, but he showed up and Roddenberry was just blown away by this beard and he made him go to makeup and he had like seven different people like shape the beard into what the Riker beard into, yeah. into the Riker beard, which actually got better, um, as time went on. But yeah, he, he, he had that at the, at the jump of, of season two. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It, it, but you're right. I, I distinctly remember, maybe that's why I'm getting this confused. I distinctly remember season three is where it's like, oh yeah, no, that's, that's where it gets good. And guys, we might, we might do another podcast where we talk specifically about Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, and we might even talk about why Picard doesn't want children on the bridge. Yeah. And I'm going to let you in on a hint. It's because he's not supposed to be within 200 feet of children. <laughs> that's canon yeah uh you okay no i'm not supposed to be around children beverly <laughs> um should we talk dc yeah we should i think i think we yeah okay um we've been this is rumored and i, I think this is one of those that like must have only been rumored because like they were still negotiating contracts and shit like that but uh patty jenkins has officially signed on to direct wonder woman this is uh article is a little old now it's been in the show notes for around about three weeks so um you probably you may or may not have heard that but we just thought we'd mention it because we were talking before about uh is she isn't she uh turns out now she is uh which is good news because obviously patty jenkins wonder woman uh gal gadot uh their portrayal is so far the shining beacon in the dceu um and uh you know, we'll see. We'll see what Justice big, League does this year, but big step forward for uh, women on the other side of the camera as well. Um, by this oh, announcement, for fucking so, sure, yeah. And, and we actually have a bunch of news about uh, about women getting their fair shake when it comes to to directing, which we'll talk about when we get to the Marvel section as well, because there's lots of cool stuff 
Cool. Um, also, in the DC Universe uh, news, we've got uh, Matthew Vaughn talking about what his Man of Steel sequel uh, might look like. Uh, specifically, uh, he said it would be like a modern version of uh, the Donner Superman. I wouldn't hate that. I don't think I would either. Oh, I forgot this beer kind of tastes like soap. It does a little bit. I think that's fucking New Belgium. <laughs> New Belgium just kind of well, tastes like soap. It's this tangerine IPA, uh, the Citradelic, and it kind of has that flavor. It's like, is that cilantro or is it soap? I can't tell. <laughs> Well, you know, now I may have to throw this out because I think this link might be broken. Which one? The 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 the, the Batman, the Batman, the um, Matthew Vaughn link. Well, they can take our word for it. Yeah, whatever. I mean, maybe I did. Maybe I made it up. Oh, nope, nope. Malformed URL. That's all. Uh, oops, no. God no. damn it, Earl. Form correctly. Jesus Christ. Uh, um, I'm gonna segue us into Marvel while you fuck around with the link a little bit. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so we've talked a lot about how. The X-Men and the Fantastic Four could be so much better if uh, if the MCU had control over it. And in an interview recently, Stan Lee said that... I unfucked it. It's... Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's a very good possibility that at some point Marvel will regain the rights to X-Men and Fantastic Four. Now, that's a pretty vague thing to say, because I think we could probably all sit back and say that that's probably going to happen. However... Um, there has been more recent uh, rumors circulating about the possibility of them negotiating with Fox specifically for X-Men rights because of a quote that Hugh Jackman made uh, about a year and a half ago where he said that if uh, Wolverine were a part of the MCU that he would come back and be the Wolverine one more time. Dude. Dude. Uh, so, <laughs> fingers crossed... Yeah, so the X-Men actually is a little out of the blue for me because I think X-Men is one of those properties that Fox should probably try to hang on tooth and nail to, even though that fucks me as a fan. Uh, and, I, and I don't want to get fucked. Uh, but the Fantastic Four thing, like, honestly, if if Marvel's like, uh, I'll give you $10 and a half-empty uh, pack of Wrigley Spearmint gum, uh, they should just take it because that's more than they're going to make off Fantastic Four on that's their own. That's the thing, though, is we know, though, that they have negotiated for pieces of properties they own ego for example was actually part of the fantastic four deal when uh, that fox had but we got ego in um guardians the guardians too yeah uh so we know that we know that deals can be made for specific characters i don't necessarily see fox just being outright willing to give up wolverine however if there's a chance that we could get jackman back in the spandex one more time Maybe, see, maybe they do it for a one film deal. And that's say what I was going to say. I could see, time. I could see a, a like a Sony sort of um, Marvel collaboration, um, where because, one of their producers comes out and just flat out says that their next incarnation of something is going to be related to something that was not actually their property. Yeah, basically. Um, like talking about you, Amy Pascal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I could, I could, I could see that sort of collaboration because uh, Fox has the same problem that Sony does, which is that they've got the rights to the character and they got to keep making the goddamn movies, but they can't make decent movies. Like they cannot well, consistently make decent movies, and they need Marvel to do that because Marvel has one thing down, and that is consistency. Um, they can consistently produce uh, um, at, at least middling to great movies, uh, and Fox just definitely has not done that. Apocalypse was pretty meh. Um, Marvel, Marvel's kind of fallen under the um, like original cast star. Trek movies where it's just like every other one is good 
<laughs> no, I, I still, I still, the the worst I can give Marvel, the worst I can say is that they make a mediocre film on occasion, uh, and and that's not, that's definitely not true for Fox or for Sony. Some of those films are just outright like I wish I could forget ever having seen Spider Man three. That would make me very happy. I, I wish yeah. I could forget seeing most or half at least of Amazing Spider Man two. That would make me very happy. There are some. Um, um, X-Men movies that are like the height of the genre. It, it's got the highest height and the lowest low essentially for any any of the genre movies. Yeah, like um, it, it runs the gamut between <clears throat> X3 or The the Last Stand and Logan. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, there, there's... there. And, fuck, and, man, and you, could, you could toss a coin uh, as far as like what the what the worst movie is, whether it was The Last Stand or whether it was X-Men Origins Wolverine. The only thing I'll give X-Men Origins Wolverine, though, is it did give us our first glimpse of what we could have with a Ryan Reynolds Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, you know, before they fucked him in the ass at the end of the end of that movie. Yeah, which if you're um, into that's cool. But if you're not, it's an uncomfortable scenario that you don't really <laughs> want to experience. And, and it also uh, gave us Liv Schreiber as... Sabretooth, which I actually really thought was amazing. Like I thought he was probably one of the most convincing oh, they, Sabretooths they did, that they've ever done. See, there there are speckles, there are tiny little speckles of of intelligence, of brilliance even in those movies. Uh Ron Reynolds' Deadpool is one of them. Like obviously that was a match made in heaven. Liv Schreiber, I actually I really loved him as as Sabretooth as well. Um Gambit, they, they could have done something with Gambit. They didn't really get very far, but Yeah, who was that kid? Um he was uh fucking John Carter. Um what was his name? I don't fucking remember his name. But he was good as Gambit. I think if they had explored that a little bit more, that would have been pretty cool. And maybe, uh, I don't know, someday we'll get a Gambit movie. I don't know if we're going to get one with Channing Tatum or not, but, you know. Mm, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> at least looks the part, I think. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see if he can pull off a Creole accent. Or act. I'm not convinced I Channing Tatum can accent. Was, no, yeah. no. Nothing. Um, Captain Marvel. Uh, the movie Captain Marvel adds Oscar-nominated production designer Andy Nicholson, uh, formerly of Gravity, the host, and Jurassic World. Mm, yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, have you seen Gravity? I didn't care for Gravity very much, although the production design, design was good. Oh, I fucking love that movie. Um, it, it was It's really good, and, and I was just thinking, I saw something else related to this the other day, and I was just thinking I need to go rewatch it. Um, but I really like that movie, and the production di- design on that is really rad. So, um I have high hopes. Jurassic World, uh, you know, I saw that movie and I, I remember liking it, but I've mostly forgotten everything about it. It's kind of like Thor The Dark World in my, that I'm not sure that I actually can recall any particular fact about that movie. My kids dig Jurassic World, so I've seen it a few times, and it actually is still a, a, a pretty stand. Like, it's it's definitely, aside from the original, it's kind of the standout of that series. Um, Word. The production design was was fantastic, so I think that's probably a big get for Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward. The more stuff I hear about Captain Marvel, the more excited I am to see it. So, uh, let's stick in there. I think it's going to be good. Um, yeah. well, I hope it's going to be good. We'll see. We, we really don't have enough to go off of yet, but, um, it, it, it's looking good so far. Jessica Jones, uh, season two has wrapped, uh, production, uh, means we should be seeing Jessica Jones season two drop it on Netflix in the next, uh, I don't know, six months, probably. It'll probably be early April, late March. I That'd think so. Suspicion. Wasn't it spring before? Uh, actually, April was when we got Daredevil the first time. Because that was the that first time we recorded a podcast. That's true. Yep. Correct. Um, 
This is a big deal, too, because Jessica Jones Season 2 um, is actually featuring a couple things, because we just talked about this, about how it's a shame that they killed off David Tennant because he was one of the most amazing villains. Mm-hmm. He is back for Season 2. Really? Mm-hmm. You think he's going to be like a continuing voice in her head or something? Because he's pretty dead. I don't know. Don't know how they're going to do it, but he is back. Cool. So we know that. And also, one of the one of the cool things that I mentioned earlier when we were talking about uh, Patty Jenkins... Um, Mm-hmm. Every episode of Jessica Jones is actually going to be directed by a woman. Wow, crazy! Uh, so, um, i I think it's I think it's a good thing. I think uh, it's kind of one of those about time things. Like it's surprising. Like when you think about it, it is kind of fantastically surprising in 2017 that this is even worth discussing. It is. It is. I'm looking forward to the day when we don't have to. Um, because honestly, I think when you watch Jessica Jones, I don't think you're going to be like, "Oh, yep, this was directed by a woman." I can tell. Why have they just been talking about menstruation for the last 45 minutes? Right. I don't think that's going to happen. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Um, <clears throat> uh, is this the part where we have to pause for a minute so I can watch this? Yeah, we'll be right back after Matt watches the Punisher trailer. Um, it's pretty rad. I don't want to spoil it, but it's pretty rad. I think I think you're going to like it a lot. All right, so initial impressions, Punisher trailer number one. Um, I'm, I'm for it. <laughs> I couldn't tell where Lars's kick drum stopped and the machine gun started. Or yeah, yeah. So, uh, before I talk about the content of the trailer, I just want to say this is probably one of the most well put together trailers I've seen in a really long time. Uh, especially from sound design point of view. Um, like they've got, um, the gun matching up perfectly to Metallica's one, uh, the guns, I should say, uh, matching up so perfectly to Metallica's one. Like somebody spent a lot of goddamn time on that trailer and it shows and it's awesome. Um, it is awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we didn't go with my original idea, which was just playing it on the show. Because um, if Netflix didn't sue us, Metallica probably would have. So. Oh, definitely. Lars would be like, my my tiny dick is tingling. <laughs> Quick, get to the Sumobile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's the thing. I think we actually can play stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> because as long as we're doing a constructive discussion around it, it's it's legit. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Whatever. It's fair use. But uh, yeah, sure. Um, at the same time, you know, you, Lars, know, you don't really want to. You don't want to take the chance that whatever you're doing could maybe cost Lars that next piece of art he wants to buy for his his mansion. So. God, I would be so I'd be so upset. You know, Lars working hard for that money. Have you seen the documentary, the Some Kind of Monster documentary, where it shows him like looking at art in his house and he's standing there barefoot drinking wine or champagne or some shit? And I'm like, you fucking pretentious little prick. <laughs> yes, Lars. Lars is exactly the douche that you think he is. Uh, at least every indication seems to point that direction. I mean, I'd probably still get drunk with him, but still. Oh, I would too. I mean, he's in fucking Metallica, but uh, whatever. I'd just use him to get to James Hetfield. Really. Yeah, I mean that's. <laughs> um, I just, I just don't know what happened to my little, my my little Danish friend. That was, that was, uh, fucking Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. Talking no, that was about, perfect. Talking about getting kicked out of Metallica. Yeah. Know. Um. So, Punisher trailer. Uh, I'm for it. Again, <laughs> <laughs> I I am also for it. Um, if you haven't watched it, it is in the show notes. Uh, the show notes, as always, are at whatever.co slash, uh, I think we're on 96, 96, 96. whatever.co slash 96. You can go find the Punisher trailer um, and you can watch that right now because it's really good. Actually, I really like it and I'm really looking forward to it. And I think uh, there was a quote that um, Bernthal posted a few months back and he said something like, I don't know if you're going to want to root for this guy. And that's exactly the fucking Frank Castle I want. I don't know if I want to root for um, Frank Castle. I actually um, want this series to happen specifically because just the feels that I got from that trailer bring me back to Daredevil season one when not everything revolved around the hand and it was really just about a dude 
trying yeah. to trying Dude, to make bad guys not fucking be bad guys anymore. Ice guard guy, if he ends up being like some like uh, I'm the sixth member of the hand, the the fucking I'm the hand's cock, weird outgrowth uh, <laughs> uh, member of the hand. Um, the hand it, has to have something to stroke. Yeah. I'm that thing. <laughs> that could be it too. If that ends up being the case, like I, I don't know, maybe I'm done with Netflix. We'll see. Um, I probably want to watch every fucking no, thing. We'll watch everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm a whore that way. Um, but for real, uh, this trailer looks really good, and uh, it does sort of give me that feeling that number one, we're going back to a smaller sort of universe, which is what I want, especially for the Punisher. Punisher is a local level hero, uh, not hero, anti hero, probably would be a better way to say it. Uh, he's a local level dude. Uh, there is some, you know, sort of overarching conspiracy, which is always the case with Frank Castle's Punisher, uh, the Punisher stories, not always, but you know, predominantly. Um, that's the, that's the sort of quintessential one that I think of, um, or one of them. I was also thinking about something the other day too, and I don't know why we went with the name The Defenders for the, for the ensemble show, because the, the Defenders is actually a team that used to have like the Hulk and shit in it. Like, really? Yeah. I think, I think it's because Avengers was taken. I, well, no, but I think the, I think what Netflix was really going for was Heroes for Hire, which specifically was like Luke Cage and Iron Fist and, it doesn't sound as cool. Like he, it, it, I mean, Matt Murdock was was part of it. Like Heroes for Hire would have been badass. Although they're not actually charging anybody money to do anything, they should have just but, called it. I don't know. I think they could have gotten away with calling it that, except for yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it would work. But Defenders, I don't know. What are we, some kind of Defenders over here now? Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think it worked. I mean, it's fine. I, the things that I have problems with about that show are not really the name, so I'll probably carry this theory to the grave. But like, I really do think that they should have used the Defenders uh, specifically to introduce Iron Fist and just not done the Iron Fist series first. And then I think probably the Danny Rand character might have been a little bit better received instead of having an overall character arc, which then gets undone two episodes into the Defenders to do it again. Yeah, and I gotta say at this point, I hate to say this because I don't like to be mean, but. I don't think Finn Jones is working. I like Finn Jones. He's okay, but I just... I think I think I just don't don't think the character's written very well. At the end of the day, there's a producer and there's a director that calls cut, and it's the director I think that really just needs to make sure that that happens. I'm not really entirely sure that like Finn Jones is is a is a great actor, is a good actor even, um, because some of the parts there that I don't like, and I guess I don't know, I could be being just slagging on him a little too hard because, like you said, when you get dumb shit to say, like Hayden Christensen might actually be a decent actor. You didn't genuinely believe that he liked sucking Renly Baratheon's cock. See, that's a good point. That is a good point. I do think he probably enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> or or at least he acted like he did. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, on on the one hand, like, I, I am kind of slagging on him. But, you know, if, if that were true, you know, Hayden Christensen, it, it presumably can act. Although, I think there's only maybe one example of that. Um, I actually Natalie Portman hold that entire trilogy against Hayden Christensen. He wasn't even in the first one. <laughs> Natalie Portman can certainly act and obviously uh took some convincing after the 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 trilogy to convince anybody of that. So like I um, half believe that like at some point Lucas went up to Jake Lloyd and was like here's the deal. The guy that we got to play you as as an adult can't really act that well, so you're going to have to try and be as wooden as you possibly can. <laughs> that could that that actually is entirely possible. She's like hey, you're turn down the cute a little if you could just yeah, could you could you maybe act like you don't have emotions for a couple minutes because Hayden yeah. doesn't have emotions. Now this is pod racing. Oh fuck. 
Yeah. So somebody, somebody the other day, um, on Facebook, they posted something about how, um, they were talking about doing the Joker origin movie and how it might actually be him, um, that might start with him as a kid. Oh, fuck me. And they're like, they're like, um, what are your thoughts on this? And I posted one thing in the comments and that was, my name is Anakin and I'm a boy. <laughs> or I'm a boy. My name is Anakin. Something like that. And I was like, that's how I feel about that fucking bullshit. <laughs> So. Okay, so if well, man, I don't even want to acknowledge that as being possible because fucking for for first of all, having a, a bullied, Joker origin a movie, boy. having a Joker origin movie is fucked up enough. Like th- th- there shouldn't be an origin for the Joker. Don't do that. Uh, right. Second, if you go all the way back to he's a bullied kid and that's how he turns into the just fuck you, just fuck you. You just do not get what you're doing and you should step away from the project. Put down your pencil or pen or typey deal and just walk away and go contemplate life. Go think. About about what we've done and then uh, get back right to writing your you know uh teen drama tv shows or something like that because that's where that plot belongs i yeah, know um, i wholeheartedly agree with that so um right. let's talk about another series that's gonna suck cock well we'll see again if you're into that no problem if you're not well everybody's into that but this is not the good kind of cock this sucking. doesn't actually have anything to do with uh renly's cock um although it does have a little bit uh to do Iwan rian what's his fucking name um i don't know the fucking uh um uh, Ramsey. Ramsey. Bolton. Yeah. Ramsey Bolton. Ramsey Snow. He's Bolton uh, now. He's a Bolton now. Uh, spoilers. Um, <laughs> oh, my bad. So, Inhumans is what we're talking about. The TV adapt- adaptation of Inhumans. Uh, don't confuse it with anything to do with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because it's still not clear if there's going to be any crossover on that. Um, now, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pre, I'm going to preempt this just by saying that ABC has responded to this and said that it's not true, but I mean, I'm pretty sure that if you're in a network, um, you probably don't want it known that your show is going to be canceled before the first episode fucking premieres. But yeah, um, so this this actually um, falls back to some advertisements uh, surrounding the Inhumans and how it's being advertised uh, for the complete series. Yeah, the DVD, uh, uh, basically, you can go pre-order the DVD, and it's uh, Inhumans, the complete series, not Inhumans, the first season. Right. Um, so, not looking good, especially amidst um, lukewarm fan reaction to the trailer. Uh, not uh, even lukewarm. Hey, over here. Stone Cold. Yeah, it's... hey, over here, Stone Cold fan reaction. That was us, I think. Um, critical reaction seems to be pretty mixed to negative. Dude, ABC and IMAX spent a lot of money. Um, they showed the first two episodes on the... Only, only on the full size 80 foot IMAX screens. Um, people didn't go and the people that did go didn't like it. That dude, that trailer did not do them any favors. Like the trailer I, I watched, fucking sucks. I watched the, the Punisher trailer fucking suck and I want to watch that show immediately. And I watched this fucking trailer and I was like, ah, oh, man, the, the only person that I feel bad for in this scenario is Ramsey Bolton. And I never thought I'd say that in my life. <laughs> no, I'm still mad. He deserves whatever he's getting to him. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so, I think Sansa would agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, in humans, I just don't know. Um, it takes a lot to make me, like, like kind of cringy at uh, a comic book property. Like, I, I go see all of this shit, and so that they can't really stoke my fire when it comes to, like, a trailer it is... It just tells you pretty much everything you need to know. So, I don't want to judge this book before it's even out. Um just mixing metaphors left and right here. I don't want to judge it before it's out because obviously we can't really do that with any meaningful, you know, and who knows, maybe I'm going to come back uh, once it premieres and I'm going to be like, it's the greatest show on TV. I don't and know what like, these people were talking about. Yeah, what the hell? Um, I don't think that's going to be the case though. Um, 
Plus, hey, it's like I don't want to be hurt. Guys, so I'm just guys did you know that Eddie did not know, even after seeing X Men Apocalypse, that Jean Grey is Sansa Stark? I fucking knew that. No, you didn't. I said something about it the other day, and you're like, "Oh my god, how come I didn't see that?" No, I forgot it. Oh well, I guess that's that's, that's fair. a different thing. It's forgettable. Yeah. But no, I definitely knew that because like, I was watching when I was, when I was when I was binge watching Game of Thrones. I was like, "Well, how come Sansa just doesn't fucking use her telekinesis <laughs> and fucking throw things at people?" <laughs> Turn on that Phoenix bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm no. almost done with season five, by the way. Nice. I slowed down a little bit because um, you just realized you got like two years to go before well, you can see a, the next. There's, there's a pay per view coming up tomorrow that I I literally haven't watched Monday Night Raw um, or SmackDown in like six weeks, and so I kind of binged all of that this last week. Well done. Um, I'll get back on the Game of Thrones wagon here pretty quick. I just, uh, but then, then again, you're right. Like 2019 is kind of a long ways from now, so I'm just <laughs> like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Inhumans, uh, best of luck to you. I don't know that we're going to have you for very long in this world. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of do feel bad for the dude playing, uh, 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 Black Bolt. Black Bolt because he was fucking awesome in Hell on Wheels on yeah. AMC. We'll see. Uh, anyway. Okay. Let's talk some Star Wars. Shall we? Um, this is a little late to say it, but yep. we totally called this. We did. <laughs> it's on record. Um, what I did not know, oh, I guess we should probably say what we're talking about. So JJ J JJ uh, Abrams returning to Star Wars for Episode Nine. Yep, turns out after the dropout, we were speculating on who they might get, and we were like, "Well, they should get JJ," and uh, they did. Uh, so that's the thing. Yeah. Um, now the reasons why Colin Trevorrow is no longer um, involved with Episode Nine are different depending on whether you ask uh, Disney or whether you ask Colin Trevorrow. Wasn't Trevorrow involved in Fantastic Four? Wasn't he the director for that too? The most recent incarnation? Yeah. No, that Fan was... Fan 4 stick? No, that was uh, uh, Trank, Josh Trank. Oh, because, see, I kind of remember some similar bullshit with that, where it's like, oh, the studios and blah, blah, blah. Trevorrow directed a movie that just was complete, absolute fucking horse shit that just came out uh, pretty recently. Something about Henry. Um, Regarding Henry with uh, Harrison Ford? No. <laughs> <laughs> was I close? No. Um, Colin Trevorrow. Uh, well, uh, I'll just go ahead and Google it. And while I'm Googling it, I'm going to say words into the microphone. Uh, the book and of you Henry. guys are going to listen to uh, this quality content. The Book of Henry. The Book of the Henry. The Book of Henry. I don't know what that is. Um, no, neither does anybody else because nobody fucking went to see it. So I'm just going to keep picturing that it's uh, a touching story about how Harrison Ford gets shot in the head and loses all of his memories and his family has to help him back to become the person he was. But wasn't the person he was a piece of shit? Like, wasn't he like cheating on his wife and not a good, not a yeah, good family? Yeah, he was man? a total dick. Uh, yeah. You're right, man. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. <laughs> 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 I guess that's what you get when you watch a movie when you're like eight. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, JJ is coming back to do Star Wars Episode Nine. Um, now, what I did not know. No, he has an exclusive contract with Paramount, and so Paramount was actually really butthurt. They were. Apparently, Disney is just like, well, here's a truckload of money. Where do you want us to put it? Um, apparently, they didn't hold them hostage for that much money. It was just enough to make it worth not having JJ there for long it was like for him to go do $10 it. $10 million. Yeah. So, so like, they, I think they paid Paramount like $10 million. And that's not even his salary. That's just they paid him $10 million to get him to do the film. Um, so... That's pretty insane. Uh, but also, it's a no-brainer for Disney. This movie is going to make that much in the first uh, 10 seconds it's open. Um, um, it probably more. It, it'll probably make this much money in toy sales before the movie well, even has a second trailer. And Paramount doesn't want the 
stigma of being like, oh, well, episode nine could have been good, but Paramount threw a fit and wouldn't let JJ go direct it or whatever. And there's a lot of people that say that episode seven was just a total ripoff and blah, blah, blah. But here's the deal. It doesn't matter whether you liked it or not. You cannot help but look at that movie and feel like it is more Star Wars than anything that George Lucas did in the last 20 years. Oh, dude. It just reset the tone for the Star Wars universe. And so not, not only th- is that movie, like, I will unabashedly say that I really, really love that movie and it's good. And I, if you don't like it, I, fine. I, if same. you want to complain, that whatever. Uh, but then you're going to watch something like Rogue One. And then that movie looks even fucking better to me because it gave us this universe again in which we can reset and get some decent fucking films out of it. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Just fuck off if you don't like it. At, that, that's that's point, basically I, my, my... I have nothing but confidence in what... Uh, um, Disney's JJ. done with well, Disney in general has done with the Star Wars uh, properties since they. Since I they I, th- it. I think they're kind of of the like mind now that they have to do right by the fans because after the prequel trilogy, like they realize that people actually will not pay for that shit in I, perpetuity. I'm not gonna lie, I groaned when I first found out that Disney bought it, and then like I, the more I was I was talking to my wife about it, and the more I was thinking about it, I was like, well, it can't be as bad as Phantom Menace. <laughs> there's nowhere to go but up um yeah i so, mean yeah um and i was i was delightfully delightfully surprised when when i went and saw episode seven and realized oh this fucking rules now i did read a thing that mark hamill said to uh ryan johnson johnson uh regarding episode eight and what he did with the luke skywalker character and which was something to the effect of like I don't like what you've done with the character. I don't agree with it in any way, shape, or form, but my job as an actor is to fulfill what you've put on the script and, and do it. So who knows? <laughs> Holy shit, dude, really? Yeah. Because um, that's not a that's not a mild condemnation. That's like a I'm t- now, granted I read this on the IMDB trivia page for episode eight, and it was kind of in the spoiler section, so please take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, that's Still, though, um, first off, Mark is, I don't know, he's an opinionated guy, but I, I, I get the feeling he doesn't want to say bad about people who... So, that's interesting to me. Um, I'll, and I'll, it, I'll pull it up real quick so it, I can actually... It may actually just be that he does not like something that happened with the character, um, but isn't necessarily bad. Um, there's a lot of people who feel would feel that way about a variety of different things having to do with Star Wars, uh, and they could all be right or wrong. Um I don't know. It just seems hard, like, especially because we were talking about the Disney machine now and that I think they know how to make a good Star Wars movie. It seems honestly like if they did something too crazy or if Ryan wanted to do something too crazy with uh, uh, Luke, they wouldn't have gotten that far. It says Mark Hamill told Ryan Johnson after reading the script for the film, I pretty much fundamentally disagree with every choice you've made for this character. Now, having said that, I've gotten it off my chest and my job now is to take what you've created and do my best to realize your vision. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, who knows? That'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else that I have I'm even more intrigued about what they're putting on the screen now. Yeah. Um, do we think do we think Skywalker goes dark Jedi a little bit? It is called the last Jedi for a reason. I don't know if and and we've there's a lot Dude, of speculation okay, does he okay. die? Does he go so, to the dark side? Does he do, you know, something else? Here's the thing though. There was a couple things that I noticed because I watched episode seven last night because we were going to, we went, like, we took Natalie upstairs and we're like, well, we're going to go to bed early, but we'll watch a movie or something like that. Word. And Natalie picked that one because she likes the Star Wars. She's really raised very well. Yeah. 
Um, so we were watching it. So there's two things. Number one, it really looks like the helmet that Ray puts on when she's still on Jakku, when she's eating her little rehydrated bread or whatever. Yeah. Or one quarter portion. One quarter portion. Yes. Simon um, Pegg made his dough off of that line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it really looked like that was a legit Red 5 helmet because it had little Vs all over it. See, right? yeah. It for sure, you know, like it, it, it for sure was a rebel helmet. I don't know if it was like specifically red five, but you know. Well, it looked like it had a Roman numeral five, like yeah. around the little earpiece thing. Just okay, so that's one thing. The other thing is the first time you see Snoke, he legitimately says they must not find the last Jedi, referring to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Like, why is this a surprise now when, when, when episode eight is called The Last Jedi and everybody's like, well, what are they talking about? Well, Snoke fucking said it. In well, a movie that you already so watched. The thing is, like, I think you're right and also a little wrong. So I think you're right in that I, I think obviously The Last Jedi is Luke Skywalker. Um, where I think you may be wrong is I think this is a little bit of a double entendre. Like, I think they may be talking about The Last Jedi. Uh, almost becoming a title. Like, I'm not entirely sure that Luke's going to make it out of this one alive. And if he does, I'm not so sure that we might not get something where he's just like, uh, fuck this Jedi bullshit. I'm done with this. Uh, peace out. Um, or something along those lines. Or like you said, maybe it goes Dark Jedi or something along those lines so that, uh, that we still have a Last Jedi. But I think that maybe that uh, title, not that it's official title, is going to maybe pass to Rey. Um, My- there's also the possibility that he is legit the last of the Jedi Order and Rey is something that comes after, something entirely new. Very much like Kylo Ren is not considered a Sith Lord. He is, in fact, the leader of the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Um, He's just a dark force user who's a dick. Um, I I think The Last Jedi is Luke, and I think it's because Luke realizes that training a new new generation of Jedi... Because he's going to look old rules. Yeah, he's going to look sense. back and be like, uh, "Well, the Jedi kind of fucked up like a lot, uh, so maybe we should just move on from yeah, that." I mean, it makes about as much sense as electing Donald Trump for a second term. Yeah, a little bit. So, I mean, they they did just kind of get the galaxy totally fucked. They just they fucked the whole galaxy, and uh, it's not exactly the Jedi's fault, but it is kind of. Um, now, mm-hmm. now here's the one thing that bothers me about Episode Seven, and this is where the episode where this episode of of the podcast is going to get really long. <laughs> Because we started to talk about Star Wars. Hang on, buddy. Why Why is there a resistance and a republic? Why is the republic not just using their military to help the resistance? I, I don't know. They don't They I, don't really... I don't like the organization of the governments. They don't so really far. quite explain that. Because it's like there's three factions, but there's not. There, there's, there should really be two. There should be the republic, and then there should be the, the new order. Right. And instead, we've got some sort of like third, like the resistance, the new order. And so like, and the, that's a- the old Republic, you know, was bastardized into what became the empire. Yeah. Right? And then you had the rebellion and then the rebellion should have been the new Republic. And then I'm not just pulling that from the, the post uh, or the, the no longer canon novels or anything like that. It's just, yeah, that, that's a canon, I think at this point. And, so, the, and then you've got the new the new order. The, what what is it? Is it the new order? The what? first order. The first order. Fuck me. Um. Then you got the first order, and that that whole thing doesn't exactly make a lot of sense to me either. However, I just thought about this. I was like, well, you know, it, it makes about as much sense as like uh, um supporting Nazis after the the Nazis. Uh. And then I was like, oh wait a second. We got that same. We got the government on the one hand supporting the Nazis, and then we got the Nazis on the other hand, and then we've got the resistance in in real life. And so now, um, you know, it, it makes a little bit more the, sense. The only, I think we're gonna find space. Donald Trump is the thing that's leading like the new republic. The only thing that makes any sense in this in this particular 
uh, vein is that like, so maybe there's some kind of like ceasefire between the first order and, and the Republic, like over some territorial boundaries. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like there was a neutral zone between the Klingons and, and, yeah, the Federation. And after the actions in episode seven, I don't see how the next isn't just like all out like Republic versus, you know. Right. Like maybe maybe the, the resistance is just a, a non sanctioned, you know, army. Yeah. You know, who knows? But anyway, that's the only thing they don't really explain very clearly, and it's really gonna be up to Bill Weasley to uh shed some light on that. <laughs> it's a little yeah, now nah, man, you shouldn't set it because now it's gonna stick in my craw. It's gonna stick right in there. And, and then, and then there's, um, I, so the other thing I noticed when I watched this last night too is I never realized how big Captain Phasma was until I, I, I started watching Game of Thrones. Good old Gwendolyn Christie. Yep. And then I saw her standing and she literally is at least a head taller than most of the stormtroopers. Oh, she is. She's gigantic. Yeah. Um, six foot three in real, real life. Yeah. IRL. Uh, uh which, you know, is, is, is an inch taller than me, which is not gigantic in guy terms, but I think the average height for a woman is something like five, seven. So, uh, it's, it, she's, she's a tall, she's a tall gal. Um, yeah. uh, it's bigger than Jamie Lannister. Yeah. I, I think, uh, actually one of the rumors I liked that came out of this is that, uh, Phasma is going to get some more screen time and they're going to actually make a deal out of her, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. Cause I think, I think that's they, they, they set something up, which they never really capitalized on. Um, and uh, everybody was kind of like, well, I guess she's going to be this trilogy's Boba Fett. Cause they did the same thing kind of with Boba, uh, where Boba was like this big fan favorite that was really cool. And he's all mysterious and cool. Like, and what's going on with that guy. And then he gets eaten by a sand crawler in like, uh, five seconds. So, yeah. 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 So, we should probably talk about some Hellboy. We should. Um, Not a lot to talk about, but there's a picture. There is a picture. Uh, David Harbour, um, who you know probably solely from Stranger Things. As Hop. Hop. Sheriff Good old Hop. Sheriff Hop um, is, of course, uh, Hellboy. He's our Hellboy. And they've got a new uh, casting photo. Uh, not casting photo. They got a they got a finished product. This is what Harbour looks at, like, as Hellboy. And I got to be honest, I both like it, but it's entirely undifferent. It, dude, it's so similar to what we had as the Pearlman Hellboy. It, it's, it's, it might as well fucking be the Pearlman Hellboy. Like, um, I, I know I'm dude. not actually going to do this, but I should probably go ahead and uh, put a side-by-side with uh, Pearlman. The only thing that I can say is that the muscles are probably more legit Harbor's muscles than what we saw on the Pearlman Hellboy, which were very obviously a muscly suit. Yeah, that's probably true. Not that I'm saying that Pearlman isn't a big dude. He's uh, he's super jacked. Please, uh, Pearlman, still come on the show if we call you. Um, which is anytime now. I promise. Anytime. We're, we're picking up the phone right now. I'm I'm saying this like we wouldn't totally like if he if he came on right now I'd be like oh fuck yeah let's do that um, except for I'd worry that he was actually Clay Morrow and that he'd shoot us before the thing was over yeah it, which seems likely or at least like get us into some kind of weird deal where we have to mule drugs for the cartel I could mule some drugs oh are you there yet yeah okay okay yeah <laughs> sorry uh, I'm I just got I just got to Piney oh, okay yeah okay um. Yeah, no, he he looks. It looks like Perlman. You know, looks a little bit more real. That's all I'll say. Is is, and I think you're right because of the suit. Like Perlman's clearly wearing a little bit of a suit, whereas uh, um, that's that, that doesn't appear to be the case with Harbor. Right. Maybe Harbor is, uh, but if they if so, then just makeup has gotten better since, and and uh, Harbor looks jacked. So, yeah. All right. Um, the Terminator section of this podcast, by the way, is brought to you by uh, Pelican Bruins. Beak Breaker Double IPA because it's going to take a double IPA to get through more Terminator. 
I mean, we'll see. But yeah, probably. So Terminator 6 has a director, um, uh, Tim Miller. Tim Miller, yep. It's that Tim Miller. Uh, Tim Miller as in Deadpool. Um, is confirmed to direct episode, er, uh, episode, um, yeah, volume six, what the fuck ever, episode six, fine, um, of uh, the Terminator franchise. Uh, that gives me a little hope. Till Miller's a, a pretty talented dude, it seems like. Um, is he gonna get, uh, fucking, like, DJ Lethal or whoever the fuck he got for Deadpool to do the score? I, I think he should. DJ Lethal, I think, is the guy from Lip Biscuit. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know, maybe. We'll yeah, see what I he's up remember, to. I don't remember what his name was. Is it, it was something catchy. It, it, not like Skrillex, was it? No. Who's the other fucking guy that was on Wonder Woman? Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, whatever. Dead Mouse? No. No. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. Then I was just going to say Modest Mouse, and that makes it's, even less it's sense. Terminator 6. Like, it's honestly, Terminator it doesn't matter. Terminator 6. Um, he, he, I don't know. Maybe I'm expecting my funnel ring any day now. So, um, so here's the thing. It's not the Tim Miller news that really has this this week. Um, it's the news that Linda Hamilton has returned to the franchise as Sarah Connor. Linda Hamilton isn't like, isn't she like 80 at this point? Okay, so first off, I'm going to just bet if I go on IMDb right now and I look at Linda, Linda Hamilton, she will both look a little bit older, but also not old enough that I would think she couldn't do the film. No, and, I think and, she could probably still do the film. Like, don't get me wrong. And, and, and especially because we've had Arnold do it and Arnold does look like he's past his Terminator days. So, um... Linda Hamilton returning to Terminator franchise. Uh, th- you know, th- my 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 cynical take on this was just like, guys, you can keep bringing the the old actors back. Uh, it's not going to make a good movie. Like, you can you can put Arnie, you can put Arnie in the movie and make him the Terminator again. It's not going to make a good movie. You need to write a fucking good movie and then like execute on that. And if it makes sense to bring the character back, then you do it. Um, if 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 your whole thing is like, well, get Linda Hamilton, uh, then you're just you're fucked. You're fucked. Stop right there. Linda Hamilton is, I think, 61 now. And her IMDb picture is from probably like 15 years ago. Her IMDb picture was from 2005. Okay. So, yeah, pretty much. 12, 13 years. Yeah. Um, um, so, here's the thing. Uh, Schwarzenegger actually said some other things after after this as well. Um, leading, leading us to speculate that we can basically forget anything from T3 through Terminator Genesis as being canon because this is supposed to, supposedly going to be the true sequel to T2. Okay. What I want to know is do I get my money back for all of the other Terminator movies that I've watched? I would like to have that as well. Um, if this, if, if they no longer count. Can, where where do I sign up for my money back for those movies? Yeah, especially Terminator Three, for the love of fucking god. Yeah, like I'm actually okay if if that is the direction they're going. If they're going to retcon the shit out of this, then I, I'm actually okay with that. I, honestly, why? Like, you know what they should have done? Well, here's they why: stop making movies and just kept doing the Sarah Connor Chronicles from TV with Summer Glau as a Terminator and with uh, Lena Headey as Sarah Connor because she was really good. Yeah, for sure. Here, here's why I'm okay with them retconning this, because I don't even remember what they're going to fucking retcon. Like, when I stop and think about what happened in T3, all I remember is, like, uh, the future has happened, will always happen sort of bullshit. They, um, they got I locked remember... in a bunker in a mountain. Yeah. Him and Claire Danes. And it was, who the fuck is that guy that played him? Um, He's strung it on drugs now. He doesn't even... Like, yeah, nobody even knows week to week whether or not he's alive. I, I don't remember his name either, which is probably um, part of his symptoms. Um. 
but uh yeah th- that's that's all i remember from that movie it was a bunch of shit happened and it turns out that nothing is going to change the future and we're always going to get to the terminator future and so fuck it um so that's that's what i remember about that movie next stall genesis uh as far as genesis goes um no is it genesis that's next uh no salvation was next salvation. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sal- salvation what i remember is christian bale seems cool maybe they should put him in the movie oh wait he's not even really a part of this movie except for now all of a sudden he's a way bigger part than he needs to be i remember the trailer looking a lot better than the actual movie was and uh nine inch nails was on the uh, trailer which i really liked salvation had everything going for it except for the actual movie itself yeah see when they, they were like we're gonna do a terminator movie but without that future. movie but without that movie we didn't get no no oh oh good for you yeah sorry i'm clipping uh anyway yeah of, of course we're not talking about something that happened in the actual movie but rather in the production we're, we're um, actually just talking about uh about christian bale ripping the fucking head off of, of a pa during, yeah, yeah. during the movie <laughs> yeah if if you are a dp and you're setting up the lighting in the middle of a shot uh christian bale is going to tear DP, your dick sorry. off yeah. yeah um uh yeah so that's all i remember from that and then uh, did fucking genesis genesis i think is the one where arnie returns and laughs yeah and i don't i don't I, i'm not even at this point it, i'm this not sure that i where actually kind of, saw that movie this is the movie they kind of they, they kind of did a soft reboot and and so they they went back in time to when he first showed up as the terminator um and he helped uh sarah connor this time uh portrayed by amelia clark yep uh yep yeah no the, i legit don't remember that movie. these movies have jumped the shark so many times i'm not even i'm, I'm gonna use that phrase a lot because I'm, I'm until not, they get riker's beard i'm not sure i'm not honestly sure that i saw that movie because it's either that i didn't see that movie or that i have literally forgotten every single part of that movie no i i, I watched it um and trust me you'd remember it if you had all right. Uh, and not because it was good. All right. So this brings our coverage of the Terminator franchise to a close. Let's it literally talk... took almost half a beer to do it, so we weren't yeah. wrong. Yeah, not bad. Um, HBO orders uh, Damon Lim- Lindelof, uh, as in the guy who did Lost, uh, the TV show, uh, uh, his Watchmen adaptation. They're ordering that to series. Ooh, maybe there'll be a smoke monster and we'll never find out what it is. Well, it turns out they were all in heaven. Um, so that's I mean, the whole Watchmen thing. They were in heaven. It was just kind of jacked. Whatever. And the, well, I mean, the bad guy at the end of Watchmen did look like a giant vagina. So, I mean, maybe that's kind of heaven, right? I can get there. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't and know. By the way, um, if you guys only watched the movie, The Watchmen, you didn't see the pussy monster. That was only in the comic book. It was. It was. So, uh, you know, the only thing you saw in the movie was a giant blue dick. That's true. I mean, maybe they're turning that little thing on its head and they were like, uh, twisty. Instead of showing a vagina, we're going to show a dick. Yeah. Um, okay. So here's the thing. Um, Lindelof, I think actually is a talented dude. Um, he, I think is also responsible for a show on, um, HBO right now called The Leftovers. I've heard, mm, in interest, mixed things about that. Like it's got some diehards. I think it, it is kind of like a lost esque. It's, uh, 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 in that there's a diehard fan base for it, although not nearly the, the, shit, I just bumped the mic. Uh, although not nearly in the size of Lost. Like, Lost obviously had a huge following, huge following, um, as it aired. Oh. Uh, so I don't know. Speaking of Lost really quick, and this is going to harken back to our JJ Abrams discussion. Yes. Stop blaming JJ for Lost. 
JJ was involved a little bit in the first season and mostly as an executive producer. And do people do that? I don't do that. I blame the writing for Lost. No, a lot of people, a lot of people like are pissed off that he's coming back to Star Wars because he wrecked Lost and they don't think he's going to do any good at Star Wars. No, JJ kind of made Lost. Like JJ's Lost pilot, um, they got that exec fired because it was the most expensive episode of television at the time at like two million dollars. Yeah. Um, but like, but after the first season, like he wasn't really involved that much, except he remained an executive producer throughout the show. Like that's, yeah, no, the, 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 I blame the writing for Lost because it became clear around season four or five that they didn't know where they were going with this shit and they never figured it out and they just put something on the screen. Same, same thing. I, um, you know, Battlestar Galactic, as much as I love that show, it's the same story there too. Uh, you know, every episode they started, the Cylons have a plan. They didn't have any fucking plan. There was no fucking plan. There was no Cylon plan. Go tell me what the Cylon plan is. I'll wait. Maybe we should do an episode-by-episode episode breakdown of Battlestar. Ooh, that could be fun. Um, <laughs> because I've only watched the first season and a half, like, so you could you could guide me through the bad seasons. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> if you slow it down right here, you can see the moment they jumped the shark. Um, and possibly the hot Cylon's boobs. I don't think you see that because no, it's still it's still sci-fi. Really yeah. It, but all right. So anyway, Lindelof. Lindelof. She did. She did. She. I mean, you can see her naked on the internet. It's yeah, it, it, you can definitely on the internet. Uh, so I've heard. Trisha, Trisha Helfer. Yeah. 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 She's hot. Uh, she did an AMA. Actually, it was weird. It was like a Battlestar I AMA day. Starbucks though. I'm yeah. Well. It, Starbuck did an AMA as well too. If you go on Reddit uh, in the last couple of days, uh, both both um, uh, her and Katie Sackhoff did an AMA in the same day, and it was funny because Helfer's AMA was first, and so a lot of the questions for um, uh, Sackhoff's AMA were like, "So in Trisha's AMA, she said this about this thing. What do you think?" Uh, and, and so that, it was kind of funny the way that that worked out. So. so can I just tell you that Katie Sackhoff is probably not only is she gorgeous, but she's one of the probably biggest good sports in like the sci-fi or even just acting in general like i mean you can say it i'm not gonna stop you she in so number one again i don't think i have to i don't have i don't think i have to lay any evidence down that she's gorgeous i mean if you wanted to pull up some pictures i'd okay i i'd, I'd prefer <laughs> if you kept your pants on during the show but we'll see uh <laughs> um she so she did a guest spot on Big Bang Theory like several seasons ago um, with uh, the most hideous looking dude in the cast, Howard. Uh, Sorry, she was she was she was literally <laughs> she was literally naked in a tub with him because it was all in his head, like it was an imagination kind of a thing. But like, yeah. So she did that. She sat in a tub with Howard, and she did that Power Rangers fan film. Dude, that's a good fan that, film too. That was so fucking amazing. Her and Gosling made that that whole thing just absolutely if, if they actually made that movie instead of the power rangers movie we got i think i might have been happier i mean i for sure would have been i didn't hate the power rangers movie we got but i definitely i think that would have been more fun yeah i like that i like the short better yeah the short was amazing anyway you have to be a good sport to do that to kind of understand that you you are this like sci-fi sex symbol which is weird because um she's not like Trisha, it's so weird because it's like a dichotomy. Well, not a dichotomy, and that just is a word I like to use today. But it's like this. Um, 
It's like flipping a trope a little bit because on the one hand you have Trisha Helfer who is very clearly delineated as a sex symbol in the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got the red dress. She's half naked in half of the episodes. Uh, she is barely. That, she's, that glowing spine is really what does it for me. Yeah, head six. Um, head six is is very clearly like Gaius is like uh, um, mental projection of everything that sex should be. And then on the other hand, you got Starbuck, who's like the tomboyest she's fucking the tomboy, tomboy of the, of the, of yeah. the group. Yeah. And, and she's kind of more manly than fucking, uh, it's like anybody else. Yeah. Like <laughs> the only person who's got more balls than her is Adama. And, um, they, they just run with that. And, and for some reason that makes Katie Sokoff super hot. So I really like, I really um, like her, her, con- her conflict with the old Colonel dude. Oh yeah, XO. Yeah, XO. Yeah, I can't remember what his fucking name is. I can't Damn it. Either. I can't, um, all I can keep saying in my head is Gaius Beltar. All um, I know is there was some, there was a couple actors in a room doing what actors get paid to do, and it was really fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Katie Sackhoff was not like posited on that show as this is the this is the the one that that the dudes are going to get behind. No, they, they straight up, they straight up, like, uh, subverted that in every way possible. Like, um, in, you know, it even starts with her casting. Of course, she, she was gender bent. That role was gender bent. Starbuck was originally a dude. Yep. Um, and so they changed it to Katie Sackhoff, except for they didn't really change the writing. Like, um, uh, which is interesting. I think that made her an interesting character because they didn't necessarily write her as a, you know, they weren't like, we're going to make girl Starbuck and she's going to be cute and play with ponies and dolls and whatever. They were just like, nope, she's just going to be a badass all the time. She's and she's going to fucking be a badass pilot. And she's going to shoot things. Yep. And it totally works. It, it's hot. It's hot. So, uh, all right. Moving on from the Watchmen. That's a weird, I don't even remember how oh, we got there. We, okay. So the, yeah, we were talking about the Watchmen, then we were talking about Lost, and then for some reason we started talking about Battlestar. Um, anyway, no, the Watchmen. Oh, cause we were talking about disappointing finales. Yeah. So not only is the Watchmen, uh, been ordered, uh, production is underway. They've started production. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the thing well, I wanted to add to that. I, I think, I think they're, what, what, what that means is they got a pilot. And so when it gets ordered to series, it's essentially HBO saying, well, if we like the pilot. Let's make a show out of it and we'll yeah. see how it does. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan. I think this is going to be really good. I think Watchmen is a very, uh, um, I don't know how it's going to run for like 10 seasons or anything like that, because if they're going to base it off of, if it's going to be an adaptation of the Watchmen comic and not simply, yeah. And not simply based in that universe. uh, Um, I'm not sure how they're going to get it to go. Like, you know, that there's, there's a very specific finale happening. Yeah. So if it's not simply going to be like based in that universe, I'm not sure how they're going to get it to go for like, you know, more than five or six seasons. Uh, but either way, I'm, I'm pretty stoked because that, that it is an interesting world that they've got going with the Watchmen movie or, um, comic series. Uh, and even if they do do an adaptation, I do think they could convincingly make a really cool story and, and, you know, run it for five or six seasons. So true to that. Yeah. Stargate. Matt, tell me about the Stargate thing. So. This week, in fact, well, I don't know. By the time this gets posted, it'll be a week ago. But uh, I'm probably going to do it. No, never mind. StargateCommand.co is a thing. I'm opening the link to see what happens. It's going to take you to a website. And it is the only place. Well, or Google Docs will freeze. Oh, wait, there we go. 20 bucks, guys. 20 bucks will get you an all-access pass until May of 2018. And you can stream every live-action Stargate movie or TV show. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. 
This says, watch the San Diego Comic-Con whatever for the whatever. Hold on. Let's see what this is. Hold on. Stargate Origins trailer? For Stargate Origins. What's that? What's that? That's Matt, new, what's that's, that? That's a new series. We talked about it. We talked about it during Comic-Con. What? Yeah. I Did mentioned we? it. Yeah. There's a new Stargate show coming out. Okay. The all-access pass for 20 bucks is also going to get you first access to Stargate Origins when it premieres. Yeah. I definitely can't pay 20 bucks for Stargate. A month? No, like a month? no, twenty dollars one time right now gets you all access until May of twenty eighteen. So if I if I go give them a Jackson right now, you can watch every Stargate live action thing that's ever been done. Are they sponsoring this episode? They're not. I'm just saying you can do it. Should they? They should. They probably should because I'm super excited about it. Yeah. When when we, start- we just literally did like a wait a second. Are you saying for just twenty dollars I can watch every Stargate episode that's wait, ever aired? How much does it cost to watch every and WWE pay per view? What yeah. nine ninety nine? And I get to watch oh. the new Stargate Origins only exclusive to whatever blah blah blah. Yeah okay yeah um, um no in all seriousness like when we started talking about doing like a um a, a spinoff show where we where where we focus on one show we could totally do Stargate. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. I was like, why aren't we talking about doing it for that show? Um, I, That was one of the things I thought about. We got to revisit that. Um, Except for we kind of did that on the show here, and then that, that fizzled. So, I'll just retcon that. Well, we talked about Buffy at one point. We did. The dynamic with Buffy would be that I've seen them all, and that you have seen, like, one episode. That's true. Um, So, that would be fun, because I'd kind of, like, be leading you through it. Yeah. And I could, I like, the audience could get my perception of the show versus your, like, newfound per- perception of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. if we do Star Trek The Next Generation, we've pretty much both seen the entire series, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to That'd bet be more I've like, probably seen it. At this them point, more. it's probably director's commentary. Even though we've never directed a single episode of TV. No. <laughs> Maybe we should. What but, are you doing this weekend? Um, I mean, you know nothing <laughs> we should make a tv show um I'm, I'm for it i in fact i was thinking about directing the new batman movie until fucking bond got in there i don't, I don't know or maybe bond. i mean reeves i'm not entirely convinced not that we're we're gonna get uh like i think it's still open i think i think if we hang in there long enough we might still be in the running i'm pretty sure i could go to dc and be like i'll direct green lantern and they'd be like you're hired we um we i think we could be the russos except for you, you not brothers so. except we're not actually related <laughs> Yeah. Um, Who are these guys? I don't know. They just do everything together. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we can't stop. Um, okay. So anyway, Stargate Universe is a thing. Um, Stargate Command. That's what it's called. Yeah. Th- there's a link in the show notes, like I said before, whatever. .co slash 96. And um, by the way, guys, a .co is a thing. I can tell because this is an official Stargate property and it's a .co. So yep. Like whatever .co. With your boom. I'm trying to put your M at the end of my goddamn yeah we're a co whatever. we're not a com what's a com we're a co um yeah. all right i think i just became a fan of the orville um i'm i'm glad because the first week when i texted you and i was like did you watch the orville and you're like meh and i was like oh because i really liked it okay so I'm, i may go back in uh i don't know I, i'm gonna say this and i probably won't but i may go back and rewatch the first episode because the thing is i think it might have been just the fact that like when i watched the first episode it was like a monday morning and I woke up um, at like fucking six thirty for God knows why, uh, and no, it wasn't. Well, I've already jerked off. What do I do now? <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I, I guess the Orville's probably. Uh, you know, I guess I can watch that now. Um, 
so I watched it and I remember thinking like, okay, I, I'm not sure I get this entirely. Like, is it a spinoff? Is it, is it a parody or is it not? Are they taking themselves seriously or are they not? I can say now after episode three that I'm not entirely sure. Like, I think it is a little bit of both. Like, obviously it is very, very, very Star Trek inspired. Like, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if at some point uh, um, uh, CBS didn't sue Fox over some of the, the things in the Orville because... Hey, there's no transporter. There's no transporter. That's true. But everything else is pretty much like pound for pound. Okay. So do you know why the show came about? Yeah, because he wanted to do Discovery and they were like, no. He, he, didn't want to do fuck off. he didn't want to do Discovery at all. Like what he did was he approached CBS and they were like, he was like, I want to do something with Star Trek. And they're like, oh, we don't have anything. We're not doing anything with Star Trek. And then literally two months later, they announced Discovery. Oh, what a dick. And so then he was like, okay, fuck you guys. I'm going to do something that I wanted to do for a long time. So that that's where this show came from. This is why I like the Orville from day one. The pilot. Because it's a big fuck you to the, the fucking CBS. I mean, no, that's no. fine with me. The pilot alone, though, is one of the greatest pilots ever. Because it does exactly what a pilot is supposed to do. Which is by the end of the pilot... You understand every single main character in it and where they're from. So here's the thing. There, there's a couple of things I like about the Orville. Um, number one, it's not my favorite show. Um, this this for me is still going to be like a I'll watch it when I watch it sort of show. Sure. Um, but I will say after watching the last episode, I do really enjoy it. And one of the things that I really like is <clears throat> it's not it, like as much as I like serialized TV. I do like th- there is a place for non serialized container episode um sort of shows and that's one of the things i liked about star trek and i have a feeling that that's not where we're going to get with discovery i think discovery is going to be probably heavily serialized and um i mean just from day one like you understand that there's like a, a backstory um to like well, the main mean, character and then and then his first officer who also happens to be his ex-wife like, like i'm just saying like if i tell you to watch star trek tng i can pick just about any goddamn episode of the show and you need no prior knowledge going into it in order to get the show um it it certainly it certainly helps but you can literally just sit down pick an episode at random and there's a good chance you're going to pick something that's got a self-contained story that you can get in one shot descent is one of the episodes you couldn't yeah i mean don't get me wrong they do have they do have some things that are either based on a backstory you kind of need to know in order to be interesting there are some two-parters but for the the most part I don't remember the first episode that the Borg Hugh was in, but like Descent is definitely very much like derived from that episode. So if you haven't watched the first episode with Hugh, then it doesn't make as much sense. Yeah, but, but I'll give you the counter example of that. Um, my mother-in-law would tell me like, uh, what was the show? Oh, I know. When we were watching The Walking Dead, we're probably talking season four, season five, somewhere around that area. She's like, oh yeah, I've been watching that show. And she's like, oh, how did you like it? Um, and my, my wife was talking to her about it and it's like, you know, isn't it crazy how they progress from season one? She's like, Oh, I don't know. I didn't really watch season. I didn't watch season one. I just picked it up from this. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? How do you even do that? You can't, you're missing all the things. Yeah. Um, same thing. Like you, you don't just start, if you started watching game of Thrones as of season seven, like 
holy shit, you're so off. Whereas I think you can do that with Star Trek. Uh, and I think the Orville, I think it's yeah. it's kind of, so far at least, it's like that in that um, if you watch any of these three episodes, you're not going to be lost. Um, you could watch any of them. And I think that that's kind of what it's going to be a little bit. I think that's kind of the thing that it wants to bring about is it just wants to tell a story in a single episode and have it be a good one, just the same way that uh, TNG used to. Um, so, so anyway. Yeah. Again, like going back to the pilot, that's one of the things that a lot of shows don't succeed at because they do the pilot and they try and cram whatever they can into the pilot to try and make it something that people want to watch. But what makes a pilot a good pilot is when you actually understand the characters for who they are from that initial episode. And you get, you get that in the Orville and that's what makes the comedy piece of it that much more gratifying because it's not just comedy for the sake of comedy. Like you, you have not only some funny moments, but you also have an understanding of each individual character and where they're from. The one, the one pilot that's done that perfectly that I can name like right off the bat in the past would be Cheers. If you ever go back and watch the Cheers pilot, like it's one of the most perfectly done pilots ever done. Yeah. Well, so um, when it comes to pilots, I think there's two ways to go. Like one is like get set up the show. Um, and I think that that's sort of the, when I, when I, the, the, you know, fictitious thing that I'm drawing in my head is, um, that sort of pilot, which is sort of like the Orville first episode as well. Um, sort of set up the show, set up the universe. And the other type of pilot is, I think, uh, draw you in, get you to watch the next episode sort of pilot. Lost is very much the opposite of that. You know nothing about anybody. And the only thing you know is that there's a giant mystery and you want to find out what happens next. I didn't though. Well, I mean, but that, that is I the draw. I watched the first episode of Lost and I honestly didn't give a fuck about any of the people in it because I, didn't know about any of the people in it yeah and you you don't it's the mystery that drags you on so uh the mystery that drags you on in that show um how how much of lost have you watched have you watched it all no no i watched the pilot so like i think you're you're uh probably an outlier uh in that because i think that (laughs) i'm I'm all right with that yeah for most people i think the pilot is what's like oh god i gotta find out what happens with this thing and what's going on with that shit uh and um that's that's sort of lost his whole mo like you don't know any of the characters probably through most of season one and two i know hurley is on the cover of the weezer album of the same name yeah that's that's a thing you pretty much you got a good encapsulation of that character and I think probably the show just, you know, it's, it's Hurley all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no horrible. I like it. You've seen actually one more episode than I have. I haven't seen episode three yet because they, they fucking mind fucked me and moved it to Thursdays. Yeah, but- dude, watch it. Cause I think, um, you like the show a lot more than I did initially. And I think when you watch this episode, you're going to like it even more. I, I really enjoy the show. Um, I also, um, I also really enjoy the fact that your brother-in-law's friend, Michael, actually our friend Michael, too, was really butthurt that it's actually now head-to-head with Will and Grace. (laughs) Dude, it's 2017. Time-shifting, bitch. DVR. Yeah. Um, DVR. Um, Fucking Hermione Granger figured it out, too. She just got one of those time-turner things and just did everything. You can just you can go to the local 7-Eleven. Sometimes I think we should record a show where we just try to mess up historians who look at this as like a piece of like... You know, like, well, what was going on in 2017? Let's listen to this current events podcast. And we're like, yeah, you just go to the, down to your local 7-Eleven. You pick up a time turner. Uh, Donald Trump's president. Wait, really? Yeah, no, that one actually happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's like two truths and a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like automatically people are like, no, Donald Trump's not president. Yeah. All right. Let's talk Foo Fighters because we just listened to a bunch of it. 
uh, we Concrete and Gold. Did I had to refresh my memory? So I got to be honest. I haven't listened to this this album a lot this week. Uh, busy week, lots of stuff to do, watching the Orville and whatever. Um, so I, I've listened to it a few different times, and some stuff stands out about the the, the album in general. Um, so number one, first thing that hit me is it kind of opens with a softer, like acousticy sort of sound, and I like that because it immediately draws me back to Color and the Shape. Because uh, Color in the Shape, of course, opens with Doll, and that is a very soft, you know, Dave Grohl crooning into a microphone sort of song, and then it goes right balls right to the wall in the wrench. Monkey Wrench. Uh, and this is a very similar sort of uh, motif, like it opens with a nice soft uh, acoustic jam, and then goes into, uh, not as balls to the wall, but I th- it goes into Run, doesn't it? I'm trying to find my fucking Spotify here so I can. Uh, I still have look at iTunes open, so if you want to just pop right in there, we can. Yeah, talk there we about go. It. So yeah, yeah, it, it goes, goes right run. in Run. So Run doesn't start off as heavy as Monkey Wrench does, uh, but it definitely gets there. So I think I think they've got like a nice like they got me right by the by the nostalgia there, um, because it does open in my immediate thought even before uh, realizing Run was the second track. Like when I listened to that first track uh, titled T-shirt, I was immediately thinking, "Wow, this is a lot like Doll." Like so, it reminds me very much. Of how they opened that record. I equated this record a little bit to um, the uh, Echo Silence, Patience, and Grace record, not because of the way it opens and and then goes into anything, but specifically because Echo Silence, Patience, and Grace had me from day one. Like that record was legitimately so good. Like there was nothing that had to grow on me about it. And then Wasting Light came out, and on Wasting Light there was a couple good tracks, but like the rest of it kind of took a while for it to really take root and for me to be like, you know what? I really see what they were going for here and I really appreciate it and like this for what it is. You know, I kind of feel the same way, but for different reasons. Like uh, Echo Silence was probably one of my favorite food records. And here's what I think it is. I've wrecked my car twice to that record. I'm just saying. (laughs) I have not wrecked my car to any Foo Fighters records thus far. Well, then you're not doing it right. Yeah, I'm going to try harder on the way home. Um, So here's the thing. For me, uh, so we went from one by one. Uh, One by one is sort of a more traditional record. Uh, It's got some heavy stuff on there. Was that your, your first real Foo Fighters record? I think that's the first, like, I bought a disc for sort of record. Did we buy it at the same time? Because I seem to remember you and me going to Phonomania and I bought it the day of release i don't pretty remember if you did but. much the same or very close like i do remember buying that record pretty close to release I, I bet it was i bet it was the same time i bet we were there at the same time yeah so um one by one came out and uh anyway in your honor is where it really got weird for me because in your honor was a, a double disc set so one was sort of like the classic sort of foo, foo sound heavier uh rockier sound and the second side was acoustic um they did an acoustic only album uh, for for the do, second CD, do you know why "In Your Honor" sticks out to me? What's up? Because it had the, the bass, 